You are a man of God in a world against masculinity, willing to stand in the gap, an example of its good. You feel the pressures to conform, but you're part of a growing few, rejecting your inner passivity so you can love others well, stand for truth, and lead unapologetically. The grain is not your path. You press forward as a resolute man. Welcome back to the show. So glad you're here. Episode seven, how to visioneer with your wife. I think that this is such an important topic for us men to really think about, to kind of reflect on, to think about how we're doing with this topic of being a visionary in our marriage. And your wife may be a visionary too or not, but it's really important that we do have vision, that we articulate it, and that we approach it in a way that is servant leader-like. So we're going to talk about these things and really the practicals of how to do this. I learned this at a very young age. Obviously, I was doing this in business in my <laughs> early 20s, uh, right at the beginning of uh, you know the major part of my work life as things were getting going. I was leading teams and so forth, and it just became so important in business to visioneer one-on-one with people, but also in groups. And I applied that directly to my marriage, and it has made so much difference. But there's some nuances to doing that in your marriage. You're not, it doesn't just translate exactly, right? You've got your most important relationship, your wife, and to become one flesh, as the Bible says. And so it's so important that we approach that in a very loving and listening way. So I'm excited to talk about this today. Uh, I really appreciate you being part of the Resolute Man movement. You might be part of the Courageous Parenting and the whole Be Courageous Ministry movement as well. The whole mission is to impact 10 million families and their legacies through BeCourageousMinistry.org. And Resolute Man podcast is a important part of that. It's a newer part of that, but it's something I've been longing to do for a very long time. I'm so looking forward to having guests on down the road, but these are pressing things on my heart. I believe I may have 10 pressing things on my heart, so the first 10 episodes will likely be me talking for short periods of time, but power-packed information to, to make sure they get out. Hey, uh, if you're listening on Google Play or uh, your Android device, right? Or Apple, uh, would you please give it a five-star review? All you have to do is tap the stars actually, and just boom, it happens. That really makes a difference because the more of those reviews that come in, the higher ranking the podcast gets on the charts and discoverable it is and so forth. It gets promoted out there naturally. So that is, it doesn't cost us anything, but helps the effort and more people to find the good seeds that we're planting in the Resolute Man podcast and the other show, Courageous Parenting too, if you're listening to that. So anyway, so appreciate that. A written review too is amazing. I read those and I think it helps a ton too. Uh, and they really, really are incredible. So appreciate that so much. So let's talk about how to visioneer a little bit. It First of all, it's okay not to be a visionary, meaning maybe nobody's called that out in your life. Wow, you're such a good visionary. Maybe they have. That's great. But if they haven't, that's great too. You know, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and it's really important that we don't limit doing certain things just because we're not naturally talented in them. Okay? This is, is an important muscle regardless of regardless of where you stand, you think you are on being a visionary or what other people think about you, whether you're a visionary or not, it's still an important muscle to work for every man. And we have to work that muscle in our marriage. Our wives, by the way, want us to lead, but they 
want us to take initiative. And this is such a beautiful way, uh, well-received way to take initiative that displays such good leadership. And it makes a massive difference on your family too, because it sets and orchestrates marriage alignment in a direction of mutual agreed to practical things that lead up to a picture, a vision. And that is just an incredibly important thing for your marriage. It's edifying to the marriage and it really draws you closer to, and it moves you in the right direction. Here you have two people, different roles in the marriage, in the home and so forth. Uh, some of them overlap sometimes and you're helping each other and you're working together, uh, complimenting one another and, you know, moving. And if you can orchestrate that unit, that marriage team unit in a direction uh, together, it is so much more powerful. You may not even realize some areas where you're not moving in the same direction, where you're actually counterproductive as a team in moving the family. And if you were more in alignment, even in areas you may not be aware of, wow, what could happen? How could God use your marriage? How could God use your marriage to edify the family and glorify God outside of the family too? So I think this is really, really important. I hope uh, you really take this to heart uh, because I think it's that important to put it in episode seven. I'm very careful about what these first episodes are about, and this is so important, right? So this is an important muscle to work, just like when we're working out, right? We want to work the muscle, and the more we work it, even if it's not natural for us, the better we get at it. Now, this will help you. So the worst feeling as a husband, what is that worst feeling as a husband? I'm sure some things flood your mind, maybe some bad memories, you know, where there was some challenges in your marriage or things like that, but one of the worst feelings as a husband I believe in my personal experience is when I'm letting my bride down with a bad decision that she wasn't really a part of or not a part of at all. And that is the worst feeling because isn't it in that moment, it's like, wow, I wish I would have talked to her about this in the beginning because she probably would be more understanding, more supportive now. Yes, that's true. But you know what's also true? If we would have talked to our brides about it in the beginning, we may not have even gone in that direction because our wives recalibrate us. They bring so much good wisdom to the table. God put us with our wives for a reason. We have two minds working together to make sure we go in a great direction. And while you might have an idea and cast a vision, though that is worked by having two minds involved and the Holy Spirit being in two people and, you know, really uh, honing in in those directions. And so it really might have saved you some heartache too if you would have talked to your bride. But that is the worst feeling. And one of the worst feelings I've experienced in my marriage is when I can tell that my bride is disappointed, frustrated, or even angry with me because I went ahead in a decision without really consulting her, talking to her, or making her even involved and letting her have input in it before going down the road. Maybe you haven't done that. Maybe you're uh, an amazing uh, husband that hasn't made that error. I have made that error. I think a lot of us have. And I, I think being a visionary helps avoid that. And it really makes you a unit going in the same direction. So here's the thing. You don't want to be the ideas person that never happens person. Okay. There's plenty of those people out there. You don't want to be that kind of leader where you have lots of ideas and you're always sharing ideas and then they almost never work out. So it's okay to ideate. 
to discuss and brainstorm. Obviously, it's a great idea with your bride, but once you decide something, it's important that you follow through. And sometimes there's deviations in the road, and sometimes you can't follow through all the well and mutually agreed, you decide to shift gears together. But you know what? It's important you build a track record with your spouse that you're somebody, when you guys decide to do something together, you follow through and persevere and do the things and make the steps happen to see it to fruition. Certainly that's vital if we're making promises to our children that have to do with that vision or we're talking about with our children, they need to see a track record of follow through so they mimic that in their own lives. It is really, really important. Be careful what you say yes to and make sure you say no to the right things too, right? So you don't want to be an ideas never happen person. Also, you don't want to be not working on today and only focused on what's ahead. That can be aggravating if you have a vision for something and in alignment with that very thing, there are things falling apart today that are not tended to. So how could be, why would it be prudent? Why would our spouse get behind us if we're thinking out here in the same vein, there's things falling apart about that same kind of area of life. So it's really important that we're not that either, that we're not the person that's not working on today and only thinking of the future. We need to simultaneously be in both. In fact, working on today is essential for steps for making sure that vision happens in the future anyways. And so it's hard to believe in someone. It's probably going to be hard for your spouse to believe in what you're talking about if things are unraveling today and you're talking about the future. Okay, so we want to be men of integrity. We want to be leaders with integrity. Integrity, by the way, in the woodworking world, a board has integrity when it's solid throughout, when all of the pressure points have the same strength all the way through and a board lacks integrity when like there's a knot in a crack and so there's a weak point in that board somewhere and so we want to grow as men as leaders of our families and in our marriage too uh, those servant leaders but also having complete integrity throughout and God can help us with that right yielding to the Lord, surrendered to the Lord, reading the word, praying and being in the word is so so important. So let's take a look at James 3, 5 for just a moment. It talks about the tongue. James is such a great book in the Bible, by the way. And actually, I'm going to back up to four. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. And it goes on to talk about the tongue. So it's just really important that we're not just somebody that says things, but we're somebody that does things. That people come to know us, most importantly, our wives and our children, that we are people that decide and do. But we don't just decide apart from our wives. We understand the power of a marriage team and we work together on that. And visioneering is such a great beginning part of deciding a direction, regardless of what area of life it is. Here's some areas of life I always look at and I cause my family to reflect on, uh, certainly at the beginning of the year and different parts of the year. And we set intentions for these things. But here's some areas. Uh, parenting, obviously, if you're a parent, parenting, financial, marriage, spiritual, relationships, projects, work, health, and personal development. 
And I like breaking it out into those nine things because uh, I like having people rate them and those kinds of things. That's for another conversation. But as you're thinking about visioneering, which one of those areas is the vision in? And do we need to assess our current reality first in that area? What is the current reality? What is the season we're in? Does it make sense in regards to all nine of these things and how those things are going that we would be contemplating this thing? Is this thing helping those things or the things to take care of first in those realms? Uh, or perhaps this vision helps many of those things become better. And that's a lot of times the case. And so it's important to have vision. You know what? There's rhythms that develop. We just go in, a week becomes four weeks, four weeks become 12 months, and pretty soon a year goes by and another year and so forth. So it's really important sometimes to have a positive disruption in your system and to get a recalibration meeting with your wife and have some thoughtfulness about it first, assessing these nine areas, and then thinking through some ideas about how we can have a vision and a direction that not only improves those areas, but creates something wonderful for the family or some new reality that's better and so forth. So it is a really powerful thing. But I like to think about the vineyard. We had a vineyard uh, many years back, and it was uh, almost 1,300 plants, and it was such a great experience. It was right on our property, and we loved it because there were so many lessons in the vineyard. And one of those is pruning. There's lots of pruning with grapevines and different parts of the season. And there's important reasons to prune too. And if you don't prune, it's not going to work out. Your fruit won't be good. There'll be too much of the fruit that's not very good. Uh, it'll be chaos. There'll be vines going every different direction, but there won't be strength in the vines because all the energy is going in too many directions uh, to the level needed. And so you need concentrated energy going in the directions that matter most to only the fruit you want on the vine that are going to produce something wonderful in the end, really good fruit. And that's the same thing. And so too many things sometimes can be a problem. And so is there any pruning? As you look through those lists, as you think about this before you're meeting with your wife, what things need to be pruned? I find if I come into a conversation with my bride and I've already been thoughtful about these things, I've already assessed reality, I've already thought about, you know, there's only so much time, so what needs to be pruned back so we can put more energy into this direction and to have already thought through those things and to, to bring them to the table for discussion shows her that I'm not just thinking things and, and going in a direction without being thoughtful about the realities uh, of everybody in the family. I think that's really, really important. Okay, so assess reality right now, and then you're gonna initiate some time together. So wonderful. Doesn't your bride love that when you initiate? And I think they want that in us. In fact, I know that's the case. So initiate with your bride, ask for uh, a date night with her, or just plan a date night with her. You don't need to ask her, right? Plan it all out. And then, uh, but give her a heads up that this one's going to be a little bit different. I mean, we have lots of just fun date nights, but every once in a while we have ones where we give a heads up to each other. Or I give a heads up that, hey, this one is going to be a little different because I want to talk about some ideas about our family, the future, and one of these areas of our lives or, or whatever the case may be. And sometimes you can even give a heads up for her to be thinking about something too. Proverbs 25, 11 says this. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Apples of gold in a setting of silver. Can you picture that? What is that like? Words. 
right? Good words, right? So we want to put our words together, be thoughtful, and come prepared. So uh, you want to initiate ideas and discuss. So when you're out, you might have a good time for a little bit, but then you go, you pull out your journal, perhaps. This is a way I've done it. I've also used napkins when I wasn't prepared, unprepared vision, visionary meetings with my wife. Um, just use whatever's there at the table. But a lot of times I'll bring a journal when for these kinds of date nights so that I can take notes. There's something beautiful too that when you're, you're taking notes, it shows a seriousness about your follow through and it shows an intentional level that's wonderful and it speaks volumes i think to your bride so have a journal ideally and you're going to be bringing up an idea or a topic or a vision for the future and visions is simply talking about a new reality it's talking about creating a picture with words about a place we could go together a thing we could do together, a new reality for a marriage, for our family, whether it's financial, whether it's experiences, whether it's work, whether it's moving, relocating, whatever that is, it can be way out there. It could be in, within the year, but you're casting a vision. So you should have thought about kind of how you're going to talk about that picture ahead of time. And you talk about what, you know, one thing I've been thinking about the Lord's been pressing in my heart is, you know, if we're living in the right place. And I know we've talked about that a little bit before, but you know, I want to really focus together and really talk through this together so we can get an alignment about a potential new direction for where our family lives. And that's just taking initiative. Even if you talked about it before, what a beautiful thing. And then you go, hey, I did some research on this spot, this spot, and this spot. And here's the, the good and the challenging. And I really feel like... Right now, I'm leaning towards this direction, but I wanted to have some undistracted time where we could talk about that idea together. Isn't that beautiful? It's That's servant leadership. You've done the work. You've initiated the, the date night. You have your journal. You've done your research, and you're talking about this relocation effort, and you've already talk, thought about the nine things, one of those being relationships. So you've already thought about the kids' relationships they have where they are and these kinds of things. And you're talking through how this impacts maybe all nine of those areas of life, but the vision for why you believe that'll be better. And you can talk through these things in an artful way that is so well received. I think if we just do a little bit of organization, a little bit of thoughtfulness in that initiation, our brides are just going to be loving that. I know mine does. And she brings a lot of vigor and good ideas and thoughts and conversations that sometimes steers us in a, a slightly different direction than I was thinking. And I'm so thankful for that, right? I definitely am not coming to the table of like, here's what we're doing. I never do that. I don't think that's good leadership. That is not believing in the power of team and marriage. And I plus, I want her to own it too. I want us both to own a decision. If one person comes to the table and just says we're doing this, it gives no opportunity for the other person to own it. And if that direction doesn't work very well, yeah, good luck getting support from your bride. So it's really important that we're inclusive, listening long and these kinds of things and taking notes and discussing the sacrifices and the possible challenges too. You don't want to be Pollyanna about this. It is so important to take those rose-tinted glasses off, as my wife would say, and to take them off and to look with a sober-minded view of things. Optimistic, yes, visionary, 
but also sober-minded of the real raw realities of the potential challenges and so forth. I find if you talk about the potential challenges in the beginning of something, everybody's more committed when those challenges come down the road. Challenges will come. When you lean in to try and do something good and initiate something for your family, there will be challenges, whether it's from the enemy or just circumstances of life. So you have to talk about what those sacrifices are and what those challenges are ahead of time and make sure those involved are committed, being your wife, that you together are committed despite those potential challenges and sacrifices that it takes to do that, okay? So now let's say you're going in a direction of discussion, you're distilling down, you're taking notes and you distill it down to a focused idea and plan and then I just really encourage you to initiate praying together over this, including God. What is, talk about a high trust relationship in your marriage. No doubt there's love, but how do you build high trust in your relationship where you are deeply respected by your bride? Initiate, spiritually lead, and let's pray together about this and give it up to God. Talk about Wow, building trust. That is so, so important. So now, once you guys decide, after you give some time to hear from the Lord and you've had that meeting together, um, you can share it if relevant to your children and so forth. And then you're leading forward in a confident way despite any and all obstacles, right? You're taking ownership, but so is your bride. You're taking ownership together and you're orientated in the same direction around this thing. That's visioneering together. That's a beautiful picture. And so when the path gets tough, you're both committed. There's no blame game happening. There's no, I wasn't included, or why did you decide to do this, or I can't believe this is happening. There's ability for both people in the marriage to have perseverance because you both committed and owned it and were part of the process in deciding it. You may have initiated a direction. You may have called the meeting and had some vision but you both own it. That is how you be an unbeatable team during unprecedented times. That is how you conquer and accomplish so much more together. That's how you keep your relationship strong even when the challenges and those seasons come. There's no blame game on why things are happening. There's only trust in the Lord and moving forward together in a direction. So here's some final tips for you. Give her notice for the discussion and somewhat what it's going to be like. So she could be praying and thinking about it too and bring her ideas to the table. It's not necessarily fair if you've been doing all this thinking and then she hasn't had time to think about it uh, to add it to the discussion. So I think that's really good. Be honest about what it'll take. We just talked about that. Be really honest though. I remember having meetings with my wife just talking about business goals and financial goals that that would bring and so forth and talking clearly about the sacrifices that it would take to do that. And that brings up my next point. Don't miss sacrifice timelines. A lot of times guys will sugarcoat the sacrifice to be a shorter period of time than it actually ends up being. And that creates distrust. That creates frustration. That creates a, a difficulty in the other partner uh, persevering when it gets tough. We can't see everything. There's unforeseen circumstances. But I like to give a little more time than I think it, the sacrifice will take. So how much longer will you need to be working harder? Well, make sure you add a little more time than you think because it probably will take more time. But then when that expires, make sure it, you can expire it. Because so often, guys, 
we can get in that mode of just continuing to work at that same pace and forgetting that we had agreed that's only going to be for six months period of time that I'm working those extra hours doing that side thing or whatever it is to get things going. And if it does need more time, you need to remember your commitment of the timeline and have another meeting and recalibrate and get her feelings on, is this worth it? I think that is so, so important. So we don't become those workaholics and just adopt that new thing, that new sacrifice ongoing forever. Okay. So now listen long. Sometimes when your bride is articulating things, they are saying things as they're thinking through this in this way, maybe for the first time. And there's things you've already thought of, battle tested, researched that they're bringing up and it can be easy to be short with them. I know I've made that mistake. And so it's really important to listen long, let them finish. So appreciate her involvement, proactively listen and appreciate her involvement. That is huge to encourage her to keep going and make her part of the process. Celebrate as you get small wins towards the direction. Once you're moving, celebrate once in a while, show the progress, talk about it. Don't just talk about the negative things. Sometimes in marriages, we can just bring up the challenges. We need to make sure we're talking about both the good and the challenging. So there's complete and right perspective. So support can be there. Uh, and just make sure you follow through and keep hope alive along the path. Keep hope alive. That is what a visionary's job is to do. Deal in reality, yes, but also keep hope alive in a direction to help everybody understand why these sacrifices and these challenges or these things, difficulties are worthy and worth it because of the outcome we're working towards. Maybe that's saving money for something, a relocation or a different place to live or living on property or these kinds of things. Well, there's going to be some sacrifices, right? Maybe there's no more eating out or something like that. Well, you got to remind people, hey, here's how much we've saved already. Now they're motivated not to eat out because they're seeing how much is being saved. But what would happen if you just use that money for other things and you're not eating out? That's going to leave a disenfranchised team pretty quickly called your family. So it's really important we keep hope alive. And if relevant, include the children at whatever place you think is important. Hey, it's important to be a visionary when you have a family. You don't have to be naturally talented at it, but everybody can do these steps I've talked about. And I encourage you to do so. What things in your life need to have some more vision, need to have some more recalibration and movement in a direction? Because you know what? If we don't stand for something, we tend to fall for anything someone once said. It's important as we're in our rhythms that we don't just get stuck in incremental growth and sometimes backsliding in this area of our family and life. And, and it's just kind of, we're not going anywhere fast enough. You know what? There's energy towards things when we bring energy, our personal conviction about something, a vision we're seeing, and our family knows that we're yielded to the Lord and listening to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit is active in our lives. That builds a high-trust relationship, and when you include your spouse in these things, there is... Oh, there's nothing you guys can't do together in the surrender of the Lord. God can do incredible things for you. And just in the next five years, your situation could look unrecognizably better from your situation today, even if it's good. If you work together, you're in alignment and you're going in the same direction, yielded to the Lord. That's my encouragement meant for all of you gents out there. And I look forward to hearing your feedback as you work that muscle to visioneer more with your bride. Thanks for joining. You are a resolute man and your influence is required during these unprecedented times. 
Revere God and fear nothing in this world so you can better lead your family, make a difference, and encourage others. Get your free Resolute Manifesto at ResoluteMan.com. The movement is growing as we reject passivity to love well, stand for truth, and lead unapologetically. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it.